welcome to Biker's live show. My name is Teemu Arina. Today is a special day. We celebrate sleep internationally. And if you're in the chat, throw your comments, questions in there. We are ready to take your whatever you have to, you know, ask or whatever's been wondering uh, what's been going on in your mind about sleep. We're happy to help you out here. And uh, I slept pre pretty well last night. I mean, it's Friday. And normally by the end of the week, you haven't slept that well. But in my case, my numbers and everything is much better today than uh, earlier this week. So I would love to hear also your sleep numbers. How much did you get deep sleep? How did you sleep this week, last night? What's your aura data showing or your Fitbit or whatever? Like put it on the chat and remember to subscribe. Smash the like button and uh, yeah, follow us on Biker Summit. We have exciting guests also on the show. Uh, Dr. Oli Soviari, the resident guy in Helsinki, is, uh, is, is online, as well as Seem Lund, uh, who has written a couple of books in the pandemic year. One of them is the Stronger by Stress book, and then he also did the Mineral Fix and Immunity Fix, and he's here to share some of his knowledge about sleep hacks and all that. Uh, so welcome, guys. How are you doing? Welcome, welcome. I'm doing How awesome. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> How are you yeah. doing? You doing? Yeah. yeah, been sleeping good lately. You doing? Schmaschliek and greetings to Holland also. Welcome <laughs> to this <laughs> sleep webinar. It's getting late and my uh, jokes are getting even worse. Yeah. But, <laughs> but today is Maybe. the international sleep day and uh, you know i uh, just want to remind with a short slide that we have some new stuff in the biker center store we have seams book you know it's it's a actually really beautiful hardcover book which i also have in my shelf and uh, that's just you know you cannot find any more comprehensive book about stress and longevity we have uh, some new red light stuff by Flexbeam, we have extra ketometers, Sensate or Sensate, Sensate for deep relaxation. We have uh, organ mix, uh, black stuff, uh, finished collagen, high quality collagen bars, and also some sleeping uh, aids in forms of magnesium and zinc, which are highly bioavailable. So, a lot of good stuff here, but uh, today's questions and answers webinar of course we go through some basic stuff related to sleep but let's keep this interactive and perhaps even funny yeah. i can pick up some questions from the chat also as we go forward uh on the backercenter.com if you look into the top right corner there is there's a word called sleep and if you tap on that one you can see uh some of the uh, promotions that we have today for sleep optimization from our from our website so check that out now there's a lot of questions coming in about red light infrared light uh, we're gonna tap into that uh, as we go forward there's also um, interest in deep sleep and regenerative sleep how to improve sleep quality we definitely tap into it as well as uh, nervous system heart rate variability parasympathetic sympathetic nervous system how to reduce um, anxiety and jitters in the evening so that you can fall asleep uh yeah there's there's some good stuff coming up and uh, yeah sleep cycles circadian rhythms seem uh, is of course uh, one of the top experts nowadays on circadian biology and uh, yeah we we happy to answer your questions on this maybe only you could like give a primer into like the basics perhaps yeah. like just, you know basics of what's what's going on there when you fall asleep quick or basics in the sleep uh so let's let's take a look at some slides here and i'm gonna be the speaking head as well so um sleep is basically a constitution of uh, sleep cycles which last about 90 minutes and uh, the basic thi things to understand are that we need maybe four to five sleep cycles at least per day to get optimal amount of sleep. And we have uh, different forms of sleep, like uh, the N1 is uh, it's like a light sleep, 
number one, N2 is light sleep, number two, and N3 is deep sleep. And the deep sleep is predominant in the early phases oh. of the night, which is very important. And the REM sleep increases towards the end of the night and in the morning. We know that the brain has a glymphatic system, which is uh, actually clearing out all toxic metabolic byproducts while in the sleep. Another view on these different stages of sleep. So usually the N2 light sleep, uh, it's, it's about 45 to 55% of the sleep. And we should aim for at least 20% of the N3 deep sleep. And REM sleep is uh, highly variable and uh, the problems arise that we cannot really quite effectively measure, measure the REM sleep with these devices. Of course, it gives some estimates. But around 25% of that is uh, highly desirable. Then we have uh, some systems that really affect the sleep, uh, kind of the pressure. And one of them is the adenosine buildup. So throughout the day, once when we consume energy in form of ATP and then to ADP, the adenosine is actually going to build up. And that creates sleep pressure. And if we don't uh, get enough sleep, the sleep pressure increases even more so much that we actually fell asleep even though we didn't want it to. And it follows the circadian biology on the day, it increases and in the night it decreases. And caffeine has this amazing effect, effect on uh, blocking adenosine receptors. So we need uh, these receptors function as a lock and the adenosine would be a key which creates this sleep pressure. But with caffeine, we can uh, postpone that, of course, not for too long until uh, the pressure accumulates. But these are like the basic mechanisms uh, when it comes to sleep, sleep pressure, circadian rhythm, and circadian biology. Uh, a few words about the health consequences on sleep deprivation. This isn't, this doesn't mean that if you have a, like a one bad night of sleep that, that you're actually going to destroy yourself. But this means like weeks and weeks uh, sleep deprivation, for example, like five, six hours per day or per night. So we know that the inflammation increases, uh, the blood sugar management is getting much worse. Uh, you might gain some weight, you have a lower immunity and all kinds of risk for chronic diseases will increase and also mental health problems. So um, many people who have mental health problems actually don't sleep that well. And just a quick uh, analysis on what is the difference between deep sleep and the REM sleep. So in the top of the picture, we see a PET scan, positron emission tomography scan about the brain and its metabolic during the sleep, so we can see that different parts of pain, brain are active uh, in the non-REM deep sleep or REM sleep. Basically, in the REM sleep, the, almost the whole brain fires together, uh, creating this kind of like a psychedelic state that you see dreams that you wouldn't even uh, dream of, <laughs> of dreaming. But uh, uh, it, it's, it just tells that uh, you are, uh, you know, um, making new orders of, of different kind of thought patterns and neural networks. And it kind of uh, resets the brain and restores the normal function of the mind. And the deep sleep, on the other hand, resets the body, fixes tissue damage and replenishes energy reserves. So this is like the basics what it comes to sleep. And also why deep sleep I think is hugely important is that it fixes DNA chromosome damage. So if you want to be anti-fragile, if you want to be, live a long time, really have an anti-aging kind of like a drug, then you have to concentrate on getting deep sleep. And there we go, guys. Awesome. Very good. Um, I've, I've been sleeping this week uh, pretty well. If I, if I take a look at my, my over data, uh, last night I got Radiant score of 83 and sleep 83. I slept seven hours, 30 minutes. And um, here no you can see I got, yeah, I got almost two hours of deep sleep. 
I went to sleep quite late. My circadian rhythm is like that right now, but most of this month and last one I've been going to sleep before midnight. Now, I've had some challenges with heart rate variability, but now I see the oscillation is increasing. So what you want to see is kind of uh, even variation. So not just a couple of spikes that spike, you know, somewhere in the top, but um, heavy oscillation up and down, up and down. And of course, you want the average to be as high as possible compared to your typical. Now here we see the resting heart rate. It's been decreasing throughout the night and in the morning hours uh, before waking up, it starts to increase. And that's a, that's a sign of cortisol release. So your heart rate starts to go up. If you see that your heart rate is going down all night long, or maybe it goes only up, then you probably are not recovered. So this is a good example of a pretty recovered night uh, in my case. And um, I can also show you data from the bio strap, um, how I slept also last night. So let's take a look at uh, the bio strap data set as well. So here we see it's telling me recovery is excellent and uh, it calculated a bit over eight, eight hours in sleep. And if we look into it, um, some interesting additional biomarkers that I get is uh, the blood oxygen saturation, SpO2, that's been averaging around 97. Uh, so that's good. Uh, the coronavirus, by the way, reduces your SpO2. So that's interesting marker also to follow. And yeah, there's some, some HRV data as well. Uh, it's, it's pretty much in line with what Ora is doing. And it's also looking at my arm movement. And there is a separate leg strap also on, on this device. So you can see your leg movement separate from your hand movement. So I like that. So I use those both in combination to figure out how I slept last night. And in terms of my own sleep hacks, um, I use Uller. Uller is, um, is, is basically, it's the chili pad is another name for the device. It, it um, reduces the temperature of the bed, basically with water cooling. And I, I really like that. It's, uh, it, it works really well for me. So I, I'm able to drop my body temperature much faster with that. Um, I like to go to sauna every single day. I know Seamland is also doing that. And with sauna, I try not to go too late because um, sauna is actually an exercise mimetic. It increases your heart rate, it stimulates your cardiovascular system, and you need, just like with exercise, a little bit time to wind down. So it's going to affect your resting heart rate. And I like to go to sauna maybe three hours before bedtime. If I go like one hour before, I see that it, it, it affects my sleep quality, at least on these biometrics, even though you might sleep, you might feel that pretty rested. Another thing that I do every day is actually every morning, I do very deep breathing uh, combined with breathing techniques like the Wim Hof method and meditation. And the amount that I'm doing every day is now going uh, up and up, like I've been doing three hour sessions. Like if I wake up at 9 a.m. At, mi at midday, I'm done with my meditation and breathing techniques. That's how much I love doing it. And I see significant improvement in productivity and results throughout the day when I, when I do it consistently every single day. And I like my ice bath and all that. So I actually love quarantine. I've been sleeping more and more steadily than, you know, before the uh, pandemic. Um, so I'm, I'm just really happy I don't have to travel to meetings. I think meetings are overrated. I think social interaction is overrated. <laughs> At least for me, it's been too much for the last decade. So well, you here are we the go. Other, other opposite. If you think about like, let's say two years back, you had like 12 lectures per month and you know, you were all over the place. So this is kind of like a, the other extreme. Yeah. I, I love social uh, relations and people, but you know, too much is too much. You know, my if if I'm like having a five-day biker summit, then I'm like totally drained. So having you know just just enough uh, of social uh, communication, but not too much. For me, this is like nothing has hasn't really changed that much. So uh, nature and mm, and yeah. uh, na nature oh, basically is yeah. Sim. Sorry? Sim. How do you sleep? 
<laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't sleep. I wait. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. you're a wolf. <laughs> well, like I don't have like a huge, um, like a like a biohacking stack for my sleep because I tend to fall asleep like uh, very easily and I don't like I can fall asleep almost everywhere like in a, on on the bus on the couch in an airplane <laughs> wherever it is like I just need like some place to put my head on. And then I will just, you know, if I'm tired, then I'll fall asleep. And if I'm not tired, then I'll, I'll stay awake. So it's relatively easy for me. And uh, one of the things that I'm doing at home are primarily just like I'm you know, blocking out blue light uh, to prevent the blue light from uh, suppressing my melatonin production, uh, as well as like, uh, yeah, not eating too close to bedtime. So that's also sometimes uh, d decreases my sleep quality if I eat like a massive meal in the evening. Uh, and generally, I think it's better to kind of wait at least a few hours um, before you go to bed to stop eating and kind of give a digestion a break and also enable your body to kind of uh, you, you know digest the nutrients and then use those nutrients to produce all these uh, sleep hormones that then help you to fall asleep better uh, how, how uh, you're, you're if you do like omad like one meal a day as you often do so uh, what is the time difference between the omad uh, window and when you go to sleep yeah, uh, usually it's around like seven or eight, some, somewhere there. And I'll go to bed like at 10 or 11 p.m. or sometimes at midnight. So, yeah, that's that's About kind of 10. my gives me two, two to three hours uh, to digest it. And fortunately, like I'm also doing like a lower carb diet. So I don't have like a big uh, like a big bowl of, uh, I don't know, some vegetables or something to uh, <laughs> fill me up and make me uncomfortable. So I do yeah. get like a, a ton of calories. But the kind of volume of the food is um, relatively small, so it doesn't like make me feel uncomfortable, and I, I still get to like you know get all of my nutrients and the calories from these uh, lower carb foods. Yeah, that that sounds perfect. So um, I know you shared some over dates on Instagram and so on, but I haven't seen that for a while. But you're you're uh, also quite a monster in getting deep sleep, as as I have been <laughs> hacking myself to be. So uh, how's your deep sleep scores and stuff at the mm. moment? Yeah, I haven't actually used my Oura Ring for like a few weeks. Um, I don't know, for, for some reason. Uh, but uh, generally, I think it's it, like when, it, when I did check it, it was, uh, yeah, like I usually get like at least two to three hours of deep sleep every night. And uh, I think, uh, I think uh, one of the best hacks for that are like with the blue light. Because I went, once I start uh, started using these uh, blue blocking glasses, like you know, several years ago for, for the first time, I immediately saw like this, um, like an increase in my deep sleep scores by like you know, fifteen to twenty percent just because of using those blue blocking glasses. And yeah. I think a lot of people kind of underestimate how big of an effect this blue light and artificial light has on your sleep quality and uh, especially like uh, melatonin and deep sleep. And like the studies show that it suppresses melatonin production up to like you know, ninety percent. Uh, and it takes at least like 30 or an hour, 30 minutes or an hour to uh, reverse that or to start producing melatonin again. So if you are checking your smartphone, you know, a half an hour before bed, then um, you're, you're going to like fall asleep with like at least a little bit of less melatonin that you could could be. Whereas if you were to use the blue blocking glasses at least like an hour before bed, then you would already get tired prior to going to bed and once you are in bed then uh, that's kind of where your melatonin is also high and you kind of reduces the time that it takes you to fall asleep and uh, stay yeah. asleep exactly so uh actually we have a pretty good slide on the blue light and its effects on the sleep so um especially this like the nowadays cool white leds they're really high in the blue light spectrum so if you're using cell phones uh, computers even television or anything that's actually emitting blue light, it's it's really blocking the melatonin. And these cool wet light uh, LED lights block five times compared to these incandescent bulbs, like these very old school light bulbs. But of mm. course, uh, as you said, we have good solution for this. And you use these blue light blockers. We have made uh, ourselves our biohackers evening glasses, which uh, I personally have been using for years. And... Uh, my sleep sleep time usually over says that it, it's too quick, so it might might be like two minutes, three minutes, or so on. And and the aura aura actually thinks that uh, the sleep pressure is increased because of that. But it's actually that I've been optimizing when I go to sleep, but also 
the effects of the blue light that it's very easy to fall asleep. And of course for home you have programmable lights and you can change the spectrum on your computer. Yeah, one one thing that I recommend people to consider is a computer monitor that has built-in uh, blue light uh, blocking functionality. Like Asus, for example, has monitors that have this uh, blue light filtering capability already built into the monitor itself. So you can you can have something like that going on as well. But I think the whole blue light stuff is completely beaten to death in the biohacking community and people are, they already know this stuff like in general sense. But uh, there is a question about infrared light and red light and uh, its effects on sleep. Uh, so there are other spectrums of light that you might want to consider. So in the evening when the sun goes down, that's when the uh, longer wavelengths of light dominate, which are closer to infrared light and uh, red light. And those uh, stimulate or trigger in your body the processes of recovery. And um, uh, it can also, I mean, it increases blood flow. So you can overdo that stuff in the evening. If you take too much red light, you might have your heart raising, especially if you do that on the heart area. But uh, personally, I've used, um, uh, for example, the Flex Beam, which is available on our online store as well. Um, uh, it, it's, it's a really nice portable red light device that has infrared and red light LEDs. And I might put this, you know, on the chest area, not on the heart area, because that just, you know, increased the heart rate in my experience. So I might put that on the back and uh, it, it really uh, is nice and relaxing um, to use. And I often combine that uh, or a panel of red light with a spike mat and the spike mat goes really nicely with the Sensate device, which is a uh, Kind of an ultrasound stimulation device for our vagus nerve so it, it, if there was a question about how to reduce sympathetic tone and how to increase parasympathetic tone and relaxation and winding down sensate is nice so you use like uh, noise cancelling headphones and there's some binaural beats coming in and synchronized with this device so it actually brings you into your body just like the spike mat does so if you have trouble sleeping like you're raising mind you know try to bring yourself back to your body you might also use some tapping techniques on your face or whatever uh or to slap yourself <laughs> whatever but spike mat combined with the sensate device combined with some red light some meditation, some breathing techniques, that works wonders. And there was a question about what breathing patterns to use. And I used the Wim Hof method in the morning to really like wake up and, and get going. But in the evening, I like to extend my out breath. So I'm not using the box breathing technique, which is like four seconds in, four second hold, four second out, four second hold. But I'm what I'm consciously doing is I'm extending my out breath. So the the inhalation part is uh, shorter than the exhalation and i use breath hold only on the top uh so that's where i keep breath hold and then i really slowly like breathe out and uh, i try to extend that with every round and uh, you don't need many rounds for that to really kind of wind down mm. so so that's some of my tips for falling asleep in the evening I got to grab on that. So I've been using this uh, state app or shiftstate.io. You can show the website. So it's, it's uh, learning on how you breathe and it has very simple programs. And it's very like, very easy to use. There's sound and also this circle that gets wider and narrower. And there are four different kind of programs like be present, be calm, uh, for feel alert or going to sleep. So this gets actually, uh, when you progress, you can uh, increase the times in, in when, when you practice. So uh, I remember going into this kind of a set that I breathe only two times in the minute. So the exhalation is like 24 seconds or something like that. And then I hold breath for like 50 seconds or, or, or even like a breath a minute. So you can really push yourself and practice and it's, it's you, you can measure uh, the maximum exhalation and based on that it also adjusts your progress and and the, and the practice so this is this is very cool the state 
io sounds, sounds very very useful um yeah there's some yeah there's a vimhoff method in structure in the in the chat i i personally used um the let's see so i have on my phone <clears throat> i'm just gonna show the the vimhoff um app um so it has the Beamhoff method. Um, it's, I think it's free download. You have the guided breathing bubble that you can use here. That's that's pretty useful. I, I've got really good results with this. And the, there's the e-learning courses. You get a free course. And then there's the fundamentals course, for example, that's a paid thing. There's a bunch of things, for example, for stress control. So that's a, that's a nice app as well. Um, if you're interested in breathing patterns and techniques, um, I really got uh, into breath holding while while doing these methods, and I just love to hold my breath, not breathing at all. I think that's one of the best things to play dead. Basically, that's pretty awesome. You like just to hold the horses. That's out. Yeah. So, so if you have any questions, keep them coming. There's a question about melatonin supplementation and its contribution to LH levels. Um, yeah, should we touch melatonin? What do you say, Oli? Yeah, yeah, not necessarily on the LH production. I, I don't have an answer like this. I would have to research on that. But melatonin, you know, in itself, I think most of people actually know what melatonin is, the dark hormone, and you need that to get falling to sleep and stay asleep. But uh, should you actually use it or just support it naturally? Or or what, what should you do? What would be the dose? So uh, actually, we have seen based on a, a few studies that microdosing melatonin, if you take the slide, uh, can deepen the sleep without typical grogginess in the morning. So uh, this is what I personally noticed a few years back. And what I researched is that the, uh, the body produces naturally about 80 micrograms or 0.08 micrograms of melatonin. So having just as little as 0.1 milligrams of melatonin, aka microdosing, it is actually very effective. It is as effective in promoting sleep as are bigger doses. But uh, mm. if you want to support your immune system or have any, any like extra benefits, then the bigger doses are like desirable. And even in the COVID, they some treatment pro protocols they use like 10 milligrams or even 15 milligrams to support the immune system but this is what i what i would do for sleep so basically in in short term you can like maybe do these overdoses of melatonin to speed up recovery but it will affect your blood sugar regulation your pancreas has receptors for melatonin and that's the reason why you can fall asleep and stay asleep for eight hours, not wake up in the middle of the night hungry. So your blood sugar levels will be kept elevated by melatonin. And if you overdo melatonin supplementation, that can affect your blood sugar regulation. So that's in, something you may want yeah, to keep in, in mind. Yeah, 30% of the people, yeah. not everyone. So 70% I think not just not everyone will still, like if you do 10 milligrams of melatonin, we'll yeah. see an effect. Yeah. So, so the 30% thing affects really people who genetically are sensitive to the effects of yes. melatonin. So those yes. people should be very careful about, like, I mean, they would, the dose would be like not one milligram, but 0 0.1 for sure, just to get the same effect. The so you can do a genetic be... test to figure out that. There isn't like I want to touch like there isn't uh, like you shouldn't be afraid of that if you use the melatonin supplement then your body stops producing melatonin naturally like that's a kind of common misconception that there isn't no uh, research that it that it happens so even if you do use it every once in a while you don't have to be afraid that your body loses it's not like a testosterone replacement therapy <laughs> that your body stops yeah. producing testosterone uh, your body will still produce it it's just that the it gets a small boost uh, from the supplement yeah the, so there's what do you say that there's no negative feedback loop yeah, yeah. basically so so yeah that's actually what we did, uh, went through in the finnish version of this webinar that and mm -hmm. also that it's not really creating any addictions or that you are you cannot sleep without that so it doesn't uh, luckily work like that but you still i i wouldn't use like 10 milligrams unless uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, i'm like very sick Megadose. or 
Yeah. It's also good to consider consider your uh, circadian rhythm with these things. So I know yeah. people use melatonin supplementation for naps and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, that's, I use that's a, a bad spray. idea. Yeah, I use a spray. I use I, I have right here. I have the Brain Effect Sleep Spray. That's pretty awesome. Let's, let's try it like live. So <laughs> you take it and we continue. Yeah. Where did where did Temu go? But but uh, see, you have written a book about minerals and uh, how they contribute to different you know processes in the body, and we know that the natural production of melatonin in your body is uh, supported by different minerals and vitamins like B six and. Uh, and, and also like minerals like magnesium and zinc and uh, mm. etc. So maybe you could give us a primer about um, some of these minerals and why they support sleep. Yeah, absolutely. I can uh, share my screen of some of the slides uh, that you can see. Can you see it? Do you see it? Got it. Yeah, oh, no. we do. Okay. I don't. Well, uh, well, yeah, on the slide, you can see basically that this is, you know, your body needs minerals for, you know, carrying out virtually every process, starting with energy production, the immune system, digestion, as well as producing these neurotransmitters and uh, hormones related to sleep. So on the, you know, on the slide, you have the pathway that we contributes actually, to... Sorry, sorry, interruption. We don't see the slide at the moment. You don't? Can you add to switch to, to, to cropping the full screen of the Zoom? Now we see the screen version. This is getting really screen. technical. So uh, about about <laughs> social isolation stuff. So if we if we would all he be here in person, it would be a lot easier. But uh, yeah. uh, luckily, yeah. technology also comes into place. Yeah, you probably need the other window where the screen sharing is happening. Yeah, I'll I'll tap. Or maybe I can see. I pick up uh, seems slides from here. Oh, oh yeah. There we go. No, okay. we're talking. There we go. So yeah, on the picture you can see the kind of pathway that leads to melatonin production, and um, the initial you you get like the kind of main precursor to melatonin and serotonin, which help you to sleep, are uh, e-tryptophan. E and which is an amino acid, and the tryptophan gets converted to 5-HTP by this, you know, tryptophan hydroxylase. And this this uh, function requires cofactors such as calcium, magnesium, iron, folate, B3, and vitamin C. So you know, without without or being deficient in these minerals and nutrients, kind of uh, downregulates this conversion. And moving on, the conversion of 5-HTP into serotonin also requires zinc, magnesium, and serotonin into melatonin. The last step requires also zinc, magnesium, iron, folate, uh, vitamin C. So yeah, you do need like almost almost every step of the way <laughs> requires minerals uh, as cofactors to carry out these uh, processes. And uh, yeah, imagine if you are like say, chronically deficient in magnesium, then um, yeah, like almost none of these are going to be optimally functioning at, at their best. And that can you know cause like sleeping problems, insomnia, uh, or just related, like if you're deficient in serotonin, that can also be, you know, problematic in terms of you're feeling anxious or stressed out all the time. Uh, and yeah, this is an overview of the minerals for sleep. Uh, you know, copper, copper isn't necessarily part of the uh, the uh, cofactors of the pathway, but uh, it helps to like transport iron around the body and kind of activates iron. So if you're, you know, getting enough iron but you're not getting enough copper then uh, that can lead to like low iron. It can, it can manifest itself as if you had low iron levels, but in reality, you actually just have low copper levels. So, you know, necessarily taking more iron may not be the, may not solve the issue. You may actually just need more copper. And you can measure that from the whole blood. So yeah, that, that's actually, uh, sorry to interrupt. That's actually what I noticed that I needed more copper in relation to zinc. So I've been mm. supplementing a lot of zinc. Then I really, began upping my copper intake, for example, yeah. liver and uh, some nuts are really good for like cashews yeah. and so on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, zinc, zinc reduces copper absorption and uh, too one much zinc, yeah, can... Like one can to 15 would be 
the, the yeah. ratio. Actually, the sync product we have from Vida in our biker center store is uh, optimized in relation to copper. So that is something to think about also. Go ahead. <laughs> Moving <laughs> on. And, you know, a lot of people are deficient in, in up to 10 minerals. And those ones being, you know, magnesium, manganese, potassium, selenium, iron, molybdenum, zinc, copper, calcium, chromium, uh, boron as well is in the list. So, yeah, like even even though like you may be eating, let's say, a good diet, uh, you may be still deficient in a lot of the minerals because uh, like the foods that we do eat nowadays are generally much lower in the, a lot of minerals and nutrients because of like erosion, uh, soil depletion, pesticides, fertilizers, all those things. So compared to like the last century, the food is up to like 30, 30% less nutritious. And that is like a huge problem in terms of, you know, making sure that you get your optimal intakes for different kinds of minerals. And uh, yeah, that is generally not a good thing. <laughs> And in addition to that, there are like some other things that um, make it worse, like insulin resistance makes you excrete more minerals. Uh, if you have like gut problems, leaky gut, uh, celiac disease, then you're not even absorbing the minerals from a food. So that's like an additional layer that you have to kind of think about. And uh, yeah, like just eating enough or just eating more food may not do the trick in terms of getting an optimal intake of uh, minerals. Mm. So, and just just as a primer, I'll just give you like like I think magnesium is the kind of hardest to get a mineral from food, and it's also the most one of the most common deficiencies, and it's also the, like the, one of the most important minerals uh, because it's uh, involved the most with different kinds of processes in the body. And an optimal intake of magnesium per day would be like you know 420 is the RDA, but ideally you mean you some people may need like 500, 600, or even more if they're like severely insulin resistant or stressed out. And uh, the top foods for magnesium are pumpkin seeds, almonds, spinach, black beans, potatoes, salmon. Like liver does have it a little bit, but not as much as these are different kinds of uh, foods. You know, you forgot one extremely delicious source. What is that? Dark chocolate rich source. Uh, I would say, uh, and based on what I've is, what is optimal yeah. for magnesium. And the more stressed you are and the more you excrete more you work out the more you need but this was uh, like a super super uh, great uh, explanation on the importance of minerals so thanks thanks a lot Sim. Uh, on the food side i would add uh, the tryptophan containing foods so we can take a look at this what would you like to eat before going into bed so um, here we again seeing the pumpkin seeds that are also high in the magnesium. So maybe a little snack with some pumpkin cheese uh, <laughs> seeds, pumpkin cheese, <laughs> pumpkin, pumpkin. <laughs> that's a hard word, man. Pumpkin seeds and some cheese and uh, maybe a little bit of spirulina and have a like a evening meal with some turkey and you're guaranteed to drift off to sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the one like... Uh problem with that can be like if you're only eating tryptophan then uh, or like together with like the other amino acids then uh, there can be like some compete competition in terms of you, how do you get the tryptophan into the brain yeah. if there's like competing amino acids so that's like where carbs can also be helpful like you eat the carbs yeah. and the carbs kind of clear the bloodstream from the other amino acids they shuttle it those amino acids into the cells and muscle and the rest of, or the tryptophan that can then get into the brain so like carbs in the evening are actually very good for like relaxation and uh, mm -hmm. sleeping better. Like if I do eat like carbs in the evening, then I do you know, fall, you know, get tired more rapidly yeah. than if they were to eat like a lower carb and a higher fat you know, meal. Indeed, that's... Uh, Eric Malapis says that uh, magnesium in cacao was badly assimilated. Um, yeah, there, there might be some um, something in cacao that might be influencing the absorption um, that, that might be of course the case uh, so you never know like as steam is talking about the competing factors also your mm -hmm. gut uh, and, and digestion of food can influence yeah uh, you should rely on cacao because also the effects of theobromine which is uh, highly stimulating so I, I wouldn't eat like a lot of chocolate or even like not raw cacao in the evening but more more so mm -hmm. in the day so yeah. therefore, that's that's why I love to use magnesium as supplementation in the evening. So, uh, and the mm. dose can be actually very high. So, for example, I take 
around 900 milligrams of magnesium every night. And mm. uh, especially on days I, I work out. So that's, that's based on my body weight and the need of 10 milligrams per kilogram of body weight. And uh, this particular uh, addition on the magnesium side has also have a huge effect on the sleep and especially the deep sleep. So, yeah, there there yeah. is a Oliver comments that Sachinandan Panda, who is one of the top circadian rhythm uh, researchers, recommends only water before sleep because uh, digestion can interfere with circadian rhythm. Yeah, I mean, of course, like if you overdo uh, food and you eat too late, but I personally haven't seen much of an effect like um, for a light meal uh, before sleep compared to a big one. If you want to have a big meal, like make sure you have a few hours before before going to sleep. It's definitely the digestion part is a, is a key factor here. Do you seem have any information on the circadian rhythm dis disruption? I think Sachinandan Panda actually. I, I think the follow-up research has shown that um, it's not really about um, necessarily the, uh, the the aspect of um, time-restricted eating, uh, eating meaning that you eat before the sun goes down, but it's actually about the fasting period um, that that goes on. So, do you have seen anything to add to this? Uh, yeah, like the there are some studies that compare eating like early versus eating late and uh, there isn't a huge difference but basically they cause a similar result in terms of like blood sugar and insulin levels um like it doesn't matter if you eat eat breakfast and lunch or lunch and dinner as long as you have like this uh, some aspects of this confinement in your eating window which is you know the time of eating then um it gives you the same results and maybe like there are some people let's say, yeah, do worse on some schedule than others. And you know, like some people actually may, may not be able to fall asleep if they don't have like a small snack before going to bed. So it depends a lot on the individual. Um, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, like, you know, if you are, let's say deficient in certain nutrients and you maybe have like even like some, you know, poor gut issues, then you may not get enough, you may not store enough of those nutrients uh, during the daytime. And that is why you may not be able to produce these hormones in the evening as well. So eating in the evening can actually be better for you then because you have like those nutrients in your bloodstream at that moment uh, or mm -hmm. at, at, at least like closer to that moment so I yeah generally I, I think generally i think it's uh, not gonna like disrupt the circadian rhythm unless you yeah literally eat like immediately before bed and uh, doing some form of this uh, confinement of the eating window itself uh kind of helps you to you know improve your circadian rhythms or maintain the resiliency of the circadian rhythms i have a super uh hack i just uh remember this slide from my deep sleep optimization. So uh, this has actually been researched. So two organic green kiwis before bedtime can in increase deep sleep and reduce awakenings. Mm. So um, yeah. as Steam said, like a light <laughs> snack, which is yeah. like two some, green kiwis. So it, it's uh, amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah, some foods actually, you know, have higher levels of melatonin as well. Um, like one of the best ones is a dark cherries. Uh, dark cherries mm. have a high amount of melatonin. And all, all these like darker, yeah, like berries and uh, darker fruits and darker vegetables, they get the, like, they produce melatonin like as well. So you get higher levels of it. And Red one wine. funny thing, <laughs> one funny thing that I, you know, I knew about it like a few years ago, but uh, kind of reemerged was that the human breast milk or even like cow's milk also has melatonin uh, based upon uh, the, the mother of uh, whether or not they produce melatonin. So if you like, let's say milk the cows in the evening, then uh, those cows are going to produce milk that has higher levels of melatonin because of, you know, mm. it's getting late for them as well. And the body starts to produce the melatonin naturally. Uh, whereas if you milk them in the daytime, then they have less melatonin. So <laughs> if you were to drink uh, the cow's milk that is uh, milked in the evening, then it's going to have high melatonin and kind of help you to like raise your melatonin levels. And the same applies to humans as well. The human breast milk has also a circadian rhythm. So if you, you know, breastfeed in the evening, then your ch child is going to potentially sleep better because it's going to get the high melatonin uh, milk whereas if you you know breastfeed uh, mm. during daytime and you use the same milk in the evening and hoping that it's going to help your child to fall asleep then it may not work because the milk has less melatonin just by virtue your that the mother is also producing uh, less melatonin very very interesting yeah uh, there are some questions about uh, johanna is asking about uh how do you, what do you advise or take a night before if you wake up too early and still want to sleep more 
And, and there is another question about the forms of magnesium, like is magnesium oxide, uh, which is often in cheap uh, magnesium supplements, is that a good form? Um, maybe Oli can answer the magnesium part, but I can start by saying a few, few words about the early wake-ups. Is that um, she's not adding like why she feels she's waking up like sometimes people wake up to go to toilet so then you might want to reduce uh, liquid intake the night before there is some some things especially in men how you can reduce prostate uh, activity in a way that uh, there's some supplements can't recall right now which ones but uh, you should research that one like so if you palmetto. feel like eating much so palmetto so palmetto yeah that's a good one and minerals of course like uh, you want to make sure you are you have the electrolytes in place so that you, you don't need to pee them uh, off. And uh, another thing is uh, light. So often bedrooms, I mean, you have a lot of le light leakage and uh, it makes wonders if you have like some kind of eye shades, like stuff like this. For me, this was really the key thing to make sure that I'm not waking up too early. Um, because if some light is leaking, I'm super sensitive to light uh, and um, that, that affects for sure in my case. And another one is stress management. Um, often if your nervous system is on overdrive, uh, you're more likely to wake up after deep sleep phases like uh, after four or five hours, like just like what's going on, like, uh, you know, because your sympathetic nervous system is maybe on overdrive. So that might be one key thing is do some relaxation techniques in the evening, you know, write, write a journal, write things down if you, you know, because you go to, you go, when you go to sleep, you wake up in the same state of mind. So if you write things down, you have less worry, you're going to wake up thinking about those things. And also, um, yeah, breathing techniques, extending out breaths, like we mentioned, spike mats, try those things. Um, but in some cases, you may want to study that if you have sleep apnea, for example, that you, your, your breathing is constricted throughout the night. Uh, some of these devices and wearables can detect also sleep apnea. Uh, so that's one thing to pay attention to, perhaps, or snoring. Sleep. <clears throat> what, what comes to sleep apnea, uh, usually people tend to wake up throughout the night. Uh, that's that's usually the case. And that's what I've been hearing from a lot of people. So if you're waking up like multiple times per night, like all the time, then you might want to actually measure the SpO2, the uh, oxidation saturation, and even go to a sleep laboratory. Uh, my trick if I wake up too early and uh, if I want to relax fast, I usually take a thousand milligrams of taurine amino acid. So that's really like calming. But also um, those things that Demo mentioned are, are like the basic ones that you should first take a look. Uh, on the forms of magnesium. magnesium. Huh? Yeah, the magnesium. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was I going to... there. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, on the forms of magnesium, um, the best ones are uh, magnesium glycinate, which is the glycine, the amino acid in itself. It's relaxing and calming neurotransmitter. So many people actually don't know that glycine also functions as like that, and it also supports the liver function. And the other one is magnesium taurate, which uh, is an amino acid chelate of the taurine amino acid. So taurine in itself is very uh, potent in many things. So we can take a look at the taurine slide that I, I've made for ma mainly for stress and uh, relaxation, but it has like multiple effects on various systems of the body. But basically the functions are mediated via GABA, receptors both A and B and also glycine but it's also neuroprotective uh, it protects the retina so you mean that you your eyes are more protected and also even in vitro and mouse studies show growth of new brain cells and and uh, angiogenesis so it, it's a uh, I've, I've noticed once I discovered this uh, multiple years ago that taurine is uh, especially good for relaxation even before bedtime and even actually throughout the day. So I also use that uh, in the daytime if, if I have a lot of stuff to do and 
and the nervousness tends to accumulate. Mm. Yeah, the best, the be yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to add like the best magnesium for uh, the brain is uh, threonate. Yeah, and uh, that has been shown to you know raise magnesium levels in the brain and even help with a uh, neurodegeneration and uh, cognitive impairment and those sort of things. So, yeah, I think th those three may be like one of the best ones in terms of the like bioavailability. For sure, mm -hmm. and uh, we have in the Barker store actually this uh, Biooptimizers Magnesium Breakthrough. So it has like seven different forms of magnesium. And all these forms we have discussed here. But also malate, and here we go with the trionate. So trionate is very interesting because it goes through the blood-brain barrier and it has been really shown to raise the magnesium levels in the brain. And also orotate highly absorbable form. So this is a this would be a golden standard what comes to magnesium and very effective form of magnesiums. Yeah, yeah the worst can one is oxide. I, I think oxide is yeah. magnesium oxide is the worst one with the lowest uh, bioavailability. Yeah, lowest bioavailability yeah. and not really any other functions in that. Of course, yeah. it's very cheap. Uh, there, there is one function though, gut, gut problems. Yeah. You <laughs> <run>. <laughs> well, uh, if you have constipation, then uh, it might actually be a, a blessing rather than a curse. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna shit in your bed, not just be. Uh, so. uh, I have a story about that, but let's leave it to another time. So um, maybe you can ask Jaco Halmet about this. What happens oh, when okay. you take five grams of magnesium? <laughs> five grams of magnesium. Awesome. So, um, uh, you were on the store, maybe you wanna touch or also qualianite and uh, the shorten ashwagandha, and especially why would you take ashwagandha in the evening? Yeah. So let's, uh, we have this special Finnish, very high quality Shoden Ashwagandha for um, stress relief in, in particular. So this is, a, this is a brand new product. The Shoden uh, means this microencapsulated certain form of certain withanonides uh, like that are standardized. So why would I use Ashwagandha? So um, let's see. I have a I have a slide on ashwagandha here. So the effects that have been researched. You can either use a water extract, but I don't have it here. This is an older slide. The, the microencapsulated form. It reduces cortisol and actually elevates also testosterone. The the effects are on the HPA axis regulation, which means the stress uh, system hormonal stress system, but also GABA effect and 5-HT2 uh, receptor effect, which is uh, related to anxiety or rather reduction in anxiety. Yeah, that's that's another one for Johanna to consider uh, for reduction of cortisol. She actually mentioned that might be a middle-aged woman's problems. I, I heard yeah. that melatonin production also gets reduced when you get into menopause, and, and that might be another does, contributing factor yeah. for, for sleeping issues. Now, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if you like what we are talking about here, follow and subscribe to Seamland's YouTube channel as well, well as Biohacker Summit YouTube channel. Smash the subscribe button to death, uh, to sleep, and... Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And, and go to backercenter.com if you're interested in our, some of our recommended sleep um, supplements and products we, we ship internationally. Uh, fast yeah, delivery. I can show so quickly what we have in the sleep sector. Yeah, let's so we, we send and ship all over the place, all over the globe, rather. <laughs> uh, yeah, red light, we uh, shortly discussed about like we can speak about this a little uh, we have the ashwagandha also we have the same finish super high quality magnesium and also the vita coolest zinc and the biostrap for measuring measuring uh, sleep quality night and so on but maybe let's touch a little with the red light panel that i have here we can put it on this, this is a biker's red light panel, super high quality. It's pretty quiet. And this is what I usually use in the evening. Like this, uh, 
or on the body, like five minutes is totally enough. I can show um, what the research says about the red light therapy. On sleep, there isn't too much studies uh, on sleep, if you take a look at the slide. But what we know based on these few studies, it, that it can uh, help like falling asleep and also increase sleep quality. But uh, the research is still in baby steps, what relates to photobiomodulation, red light therapy and sleep. In the morning, if you experience this uh, sleep inertia, which means that you cannot, like, you are not really like waking up. It might take from anything from five minutes to even three hours. So this, this really helps with that. And uh, I usually use it like in the morning at the back of my head. So uh, it goes into the brainstem and there sends signals into the cortex that regulate the sleep inertia and the wake up sleep wake up cycle. So this is really effective, especially in the back of the head. So uh, red light therapy, there's a lot of stuff for that. Uh, well, sleep is one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? Like, uh, what sleep hacks got, uh, do you guys use that were not mentioned here so far? Well, um, I, I like like uh, cold temperature is uh, one of the kind of good, like lowering body temperature is also a signal for melatonin production. So naturally, if it's you know the sun has set, then your body cools down and your body would shoot start to produce melatonin. And uh, like, that's why, you know, like taking an ice bath during daytime usually helps me to fall asleep quite easily at night. And uh, during the summer, I use like the chili pad, which is, you know, this mattress that uh, directs this cold water underneath your bed. And uh, that is also like a very convenient way to like not, not sweat uh, all, all throughout the night and also make sure that you fall asleep. Hmm. Yeah, indeed. I, I love to sleep in the cold. So usually it's... Uh... In the winter time, it's around 15 degrees Celsius in our bedroom, and uh, I, I find it really comfortable. In the summertime, it it's, uh, actually gets uh, a bit harder, so this uh, chili pad or Uller would be a good choice. I don't have it yet, but that's something I will definitely take a look into. Also, just uh, mm. yeah, cooling your temperature, uh, taking a cold shower, or even like going going outside for a while. Uh, Technology-wise, have we talked about Sensate? I think Demo mentioned about that a little bit. I didn't mention exactly how it works, um, but yeah, on the chat, uh, there is a recommendation that I want to bring up for mm. prostate problems, and that is DIM, DIM. There's mm. a couple of recommendations to take a look at that one. Um, so about Sensate, so this is like a vibrating stone that you put on your collarbone and it, it stimulates your vagus nerve and it, and it brings down the brain, just like shuts down that monkey mind uh, and uh, the agitated nervous system part. I, I really like like this, it, it's just the body uh, aspect that it brings you really back to your body that really works for me and the binaural beats beats aspect to it so it's it's great for relaxation and this kind of a portable like whole body vibration you know relaxation thing that you can actually carry with you and uh, through your collarbone you get pretty 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 good effect on it and uh, yeah that's that's one device that has been very very su uh, very successful product on our store and people are really really digging it and uh, so you you should definitely check out that one. It's shipping already. And uh, yeah, what else do we have? I have a here? slide now of you... your favorites. Let's see what you my have. Let's see what you got, man. Yeah, here are some of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the flex beam is in use all the time, Sensate every day. So people ask me like, what do I use? I use the O-ring. I use the bio strap uh, for sleep tracking. Uh, I use Sensate for relaxation. It's flex beam, the red light thing. It's a nice portable thing. I like to use that in bed. Uh, and and then uh, Qualia Night. That's a pretty good stack. So I don't like to take 50 pills. So one pill from Qualia Mind is pretty nice. But I think Vida Coolas has some of the best supplements, really. I mean, it's the, the whole bioorganic packaging tells everything. Like most 
supplements come in plastic bottles but this thing you can throw in nature and it will become nature and what's inside is even better um i mean these are full spectrum ones uh the micro encapsulated the, yeah. the, the zinc 3x tells everything like it has the you know best forms of zinc and the magnesium 4x um that has four different forms of magnesium it's super absorbable um so take a look at those if if that's a new product for you you should definitely try out that one and also the short and ashwagandha that uh, Oli mentioned earlier yeah uh, I think uh, one thing we haven't discussed is Rishi so uh, that is something I use if I want to have a little organization in my mind and uh, and the dreams and uh, have a little bit more creati creative side. So that's what, <laughs> what you've been taking. I've had a little break about that, uh, but that's I, I really like. And also the Nurdade Sink Spray, it's really high absorbable. And uh, we discussed about the Bioptimizer Magnesium Breakthrough and uh, Qualionite. Uh, what, what comes to Neurohackers products, I I don't take the whole dose, like with the Qualimind or even with the Qualionite. So a smaller dose like one capsule is, is totally enough so uh, often in these kind of uh, combined formulations uh, less could be more so that depends yeah. on your sensitivity I have one recommendation for people who have sleep problems anxiety close the TV <laughs> you know don't read the news what's that <laughs> social media, you know. don't worry about what's going on in the world of course, be responsible, but don't get like super agitated by everything that's going on. I just reviewed like statistics on anxiety and, you know, in children from seven to 18 year old, the amount of uh, uh, clinical anxiety symptoms have doubled in the last year because of what's going on. And uh, I think it's very important to get to nature if you can, like just, you know, get fresh air, go to a forest walk. The forest walk is definitely going to reduce your... Uh, I, I just went today outside and I saw, saw a tree that was full of birds. Like the whole tree was full of birds and they were just chirping away. And it, I just started smiling. I just felt super happy seeing those little creatures, you know, lurking around. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it's really a state of mind, you know, also the fact that you can sleep soundly and... Uh, uh, like I mentioned, like in this pandemic year, I've had probably better sleep than ever in my life. And uh, that's good. Um, so be responsible. But remember that, you know, life goes on and nature keeps on giving. Mm -hmm. Amen yeah. to that. You know, forest walks, 20 to 30 minutes per day. That's been my go-to this year. I made a promise to myself that... At least five times per week, I will go into the forest for at least 30 minutes to have a, like a walk, like, like three, three, four kilometers and uh, just uh, do the Shinrin Yoku. So uh, just uh, experience the whole forest with uh, all of my senses. And uh, I don't even need to go to the forest because our, our own home garden and the yard is, is full of life. And especially now that the spring is coming, it's, it's coming to alive. So being in contact with nature beats any technology anytime yeah the japanese japanese traditional treatment method shinrin yoik with the forest bathing is definitely effective uh and c mentioned earlier that he's super you know he, he just falls asleep everywhere and that's another like cultural japanese thing i remember you know meeting my friends in tokyo and they would fall asleep in the middle of a dinner table and it was just okay they would just sleep like this or take a nap for 15 minutes you know there's 10 people around someone's just sleeping there and you know that person wakes up at some point and continues eating and that's what they do in public transportation you know they fall asleep on on the shinjuku line there's like a metro line that goes around in circle. So if you fall asleep, it doesn't matter. You know, if you miss a station, you can miss all of them and you just, you know, end up where you started. And I just love that part of that culture that you can just take a nap in the middle of the day. Like I like to take naps in the middle of my work day and people can reach me and they're super angry, but I'm, I'm happy. I'm super happy. Yeah. yeah. Very good. I think we have yeah. covered a lot of ground. 
and uh, it's getting late and I'm ready to get to my evening protocols here. I think you both are as well. So yeah. um, if you really like this stuff, you know, subscribe to Barker Summit YouTube channel, subscribe to Seamland's YouTube channel, smash the likes, subscribe, you know, and uh, also check out bikercenter.com. There's a bunch of new products out there, our new collagen bars, no additives, no crap, like in some other bars on the market. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good times to be alive, you know. Um, the pandemic year has has brought up the importance of holistic health and biohacking. And, and you know, there is no silver bullet. Take care of yourself, sleep well, uh, supplement well, eat eat good food. You know, don't stress out. The better your immune system will be, of course. You know, the stronger you're gonna be, the more resilient you're gonna be, and. Uh, yeah, with that, I wanna, I wanna, you know, wish you a really, really awesome night. You know, sleep well, guys, and thanks for being active on the chat. It's pretty, pretty good, pretty good stuff. Yeah. All Zero. right. Bye. Here we are. See you on the side, other side.